The following is a message from Wellsprings Congregation. Welcome. It's nice to see everybody. And um, I am, my name is Chris Grappi, and I'm very excited this morning to be here with my uh, good friend and colleague, Dr. Oscar Torres, Jr., whom I've known for 20-plus years. We were hired at the same time, and put myself out there a little bit in terms of uh, crossing paths of my work life, my personal life, my church life, and I'm really excited to be here. And this came about uh, through our work with our anti-racism springboard that we did over the last year, and also with a community organizing uh, Zoom thing that several of us did here in the congregation as well. And so I was really excited when Reverend Lee asked me to be part of this. So um, I wanted to really turn the floor over to Dr. Torres, and I have a couple questions for him. And this ties into what we as Unitarian Universalists here at Wellsprings can do to help out in the world in a really important area about racial equity, diversity, and inclusion. So, uh, Dr. Torres, so I know your story. <laughs> I've heard it many times. Give us a short version of, like, how is it that we came to be here on this stage together? Sí, por supuesto, mi amigo Chris. <laughs> Me alegro estar aquí con ustedes. Um, it's about sowing good seeds. I appreciate the song that you just sung. Um, my name is Oscar, and I am from, I was born in the center of Puerto Rico, in, a, in my mom's um, small uh, farm. Uh, eventually, my dad was able to find a, a job in, in North Philadelphia after being a farmer in New Jersey um, at a factory, at a candy factory. And we all came from Puerto Rico to Philadelphia. Uh, part of my story comes with, um, so unfortunately, some trauma that many of us might experience. And the trauma that I experienced when I was a child um, really has um, allowed me to continue to do the work that I'm doing because I always remember that not everybody has a wonderful life, right? Although we all want the wonderful life. Uh, when I was a child, and I remember, um, I was, must have been about five years old, where uh, a person tried to get into our house with a gun and, and, and hold up my, fam- my siblings and my, my mom up to try and get into our house. Uh, and, and then experiences like that, and, and then going to school, and because Spanish was my only language at the time, uh, the teacher's not allowing us to speak Spanish in school. So therefore, if I saw my siblings in school and I said something to them in Spanish, they'd keep us after school until we figured out that you don't speak Spanish in school. Um, Ongoing, uh, some experiences were, the teachers would tell me that don't ever consider going to college because you don't have what it takes to be there. So follow in the footsteps of your family, get a job at one of the factories in, in Philly, and you'll be fine. Um, and then through that, those experiences, and another experience where, you know, I'm walking down the streets with my, with my cousins, and, um, and somebody holding me up again, you know, because some, my cousin had a, a, a radio that um, these guys wanted. So all of these different experiences, along as well as um, even in high school, where kids would, you know, spit in my books or write on, on my shirts in the back, things that um, would really tell me that I didn't belong. 
So all of these experiences growing up, it was about me not belonging in that community. And I thought that um, they were a threat to me, that my every, people that I lived with, no matter how many times we moved in the city, that um, they were a threat to us. And going through this work and understanding my own history and the work that I do, I realized that I was a threat to them, that us being different in that community um, was threatening their lives. And I think that in this work of equity, sometimes that idea of threat uh, keeps coming up, that if you're different, if um, you have a different race or, or a different identity or different gen- um, gender expression, um, that you become a threat to everybody around you. And, and my work is, is focused on that identity and belonging uh, that we all strive for um, in our daily lives. Thank so I, I have 67 cousins in Puerto Rico. <laughs> I come from a big, big family. My wife and my three children, um, we live in Berwyn. And, uh, you know, we're always talking about these things, how we can um, make the world a little better place just by planting those seeds uh, wherever we go. Thank you. So I've heard that story a lot, and all the, every time my response is always like, I want to give you a hug because <laughs> you belong and you deserve it, deserve all the good things. Tell us, um, so currently you're the Director of Equity and yes. Public Programs for our district, Trudeau for Easttown. Um, tell us a little bit about that work mm-hmm. and how that plays out in our community and in the broader world mm-hmm. of Chester County. You know, my social justice work started when I was a, a, a high school kid in Philly. Even though things were happening to me, I felt that it was important to, to embrace my community. And whenever kids would come from Puerto Rico, and, and I knew what my story was coming from Puerto Rico and how was it, um, school, how I experienced school, I always wanted to help my community and help students by tutoring and, or running a summer camp to help clean up our neighborhood or something like that. And... And the work that we do now, the work that I do now, is based upon that. It's based upon those experiences that if I can acknowledge myself and my experience and who I am, then, and I have a story that's very unique to your story, and we've sat down and talked about our stories, Mm -hmm. that we all come from different places with different experiences, and yet, isn't it amazing that we're here together today um, trying to understand each other? And... The work is about listening to stories and listening to our students and listening to uh, the pain that they have experienced or the pain that they're hiding because they're not, they don't feel belong, that they belong to a larger community uh, because they might not look like the larger community or might not show up every day looking or acting or feeling as part of the larger community. So a lot of the work that we do is understanding race, culture, ethnicity, identity, uh, gender identity, um, religion, and just listening to kids Mm -hmm. and listening to the parents and understanding that, yes, experiences are different. Mm -hmm. And because those experiences are different, and many of them, unfortunately, come with very sad stories, Mm -hmm. that our job is to plant those seeds and teach folks that, yes, you can stand up and you can tell your story if you feel compelled to do so. But even then, if you're, even if you're not ready to tell your story, that the environment is welcoming enough, mm-hmm. that allows you, that includes you, that what you're learning in the classroom demonstrates your race, your culture, your perspective, 
and that it's about belonging in the community, in the school community, and that we all have a responsibility to make sure that our fellow students, parents, and community members really do feel that they belong. Because if not, those moments of trauma or those moments where you feel that you are the threat to your community or your classroom when, when people are signal, signaling you out because you're the only one of that race and something shows up in the classroom about that race and everybody thinks that you're the representative and you now have to teach everybody about your race when that statement may have been wrong in that textbook or in that lesson and you're already experiencing that pain and yet others are expecting you to teach them. So the idea of walking through the hallways and not having students make fun of you um, or you're in the classroom and everybody is, the teacher might be breaking everybody up by male, female, and yet you don't feel as though your identity connects with that. Mm -hmm. So understanding the pain that happens on a regular basis in the hallways, in the schools, um, and sometimes from the lessons that we, we might deliver. So allowing our students and our teachers to really understand who they are mm -hmm. and who every, and just, you're not going to know everything about your students or your colleagues or the, or the members of your community. But if you believe that everybody belongs, then you'll make space and you'll be humble enough to allow folks to be able to um, show up as who they are. And that's our job. Because if we're educators, our, edu uh, our goal is to not just have 80% of the students succeed, but every student succeed. And in order to do that, you have to really make sure that what they're learning and what they're reading and who they're interacting with looks like them, at least believes in them, right, yep. and, uh, and supports them. Thank you. So... That's so important, and I think that's the part that resonates a lot with me in this faith is that everyone belongs mm -hmm. and there is a place. And uh, one of the things that I think that we're working to discern is what our faith calls us to do in this area. Mm -hmm. But I'd like, before we get into uh, some more concrete steps, if you could share with us a little bit like how your faith, mm -hmm. which is not Unitarian Universalism, mm -hmm. how your faith informs mm -hmm. what you do. So I'm raised Catholic, I'm a practicing Catholic, but I've always believed that um, it's not about um, the group that you worship with, it's about the people that you journey through life with. And that everybody is important and every single person around you um, matters. And therefore, um, if my faith tells me that I want to get to heaven, right, or I want heaven on earth, then what does that, what's the responsibility that I have in order to achieve that? And that means that I have to treat people the way they really deserve to be treated, uh, not just the way that I believe one should be treated. So my faith is an important part of um, who I am. And I have to tell you, sometimes it's really hard. Because people come after you. When you want change in society and in your community and somebody thinks that you're a threat to their way of life that has been successful and that the children that you're interacting with, um, that you're actually going to harm the larger population because you're raising the voices of our students and our parents um, who have had a very difficult experience. I think that that is something that um, 
allows me to keep going is understanding that um, I have to pray sometimes, <laughs> take a few minutes um, before I go into a space because it could be harmful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. So I know one of the things that um, comes up a lot with us is, you know, so what are things that we can do, mm-hmm. right? When we did the anti-racism springboard, for example, there was a lot of discussion like, okay, this is really valuable work. It was similar to work we started several yes. years ago with mm-hmm. PEG, for example. Um, and what do we do next? Mm-hmm. And so what are some things that folks here could do to support their local district's mm-hmm. DEI efforts? Mm-hmm. So one thing is about learning about ourselves and who we are in regards to race, understanding your race and how race shows up in your life or your identity um, and how that shows up in your life. And, and you're thinking about that. Uh, one of the things that this, those, those people, those of us who are doing this work, many times are attacked by a, a group of folks and that group of folks keeps getting larger and larger across the country. That identity doesn't matter, that we're all one group and therefore uh, we need to eliminate differences or not see color, not see um, different perspectives. Um, it's important to, to not sit in the, uh, on the sidelines. Like, say what you feel, say what you think, and share that. So whether it's an email to your school board or to your, uh, your leaders in your community, um, let them know that you believe in the work that they're doing. Um, again, that's part of planting the seeds of support. Uh, while those, even though you might not be able or willing to stand out there and, and preach about how you feel and that everybody really does belong, at least communicating with those who are doing the work and letting them know that it's important what they're doing. And if there's any type of support that you can lend to, to show up in a space that needs um, support, that is one way to do it. So whether it's writing to your school board and letting them know, or an administrator, or a teacher who's trying to do some really cool stuff in the classroom uh, without harming students, but yet bring in awareness, let them know that, that the work that they're doing ma- matters to you. Great. Thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to add or share with us? You know, I, I, when my teachers told me that I, wasn't, uh, I wouldn't mount to, to being a college student, um, and, and later on in high school when a teacher did say to me that, you can go to college. Um, here I am with a bachelor's, two masters, and a doctor degree. Mm-hmm. And it, if it weren't for those people who, who were there for me, we all have people who are encouraging us every single day. Identify who those people are. Hold on to those people and let them know that, that they made a difference in your life by how you show up every single day. Because we're not here just because of the work that we did for ourselves. We're here because a lot of people... Um, even though you didn't know who they were, really supported you. Thank you. Thank and you. I know from my perspective, you've <laughs> been that person for me. And you've been showing one of up for me as in well, my journey. Which is so. why our friendship is so deep, and I it appreciate is. being here. And again, keep planting those seeds. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you, Oscar. I really appreciate it. Will you pray with me? God of our understanding. Thank you for this day with my friend, my colleague, from whom I've learned so much. Help us discern what it is that we need to do to move this forward so that all people, all individuals feel welcome in every space. That's the only way forward. Amen.
If you enjoyed this message and would like to support the mission of Wellsprings, go to our website, wellspringsuu.org. That's wellsprings, the letters uu.org.